You're tuned in to Made Conference, powered by AdTech. Good afternoon, live from New York. We're very excited talking with Joe Liven from Net Mining. Joe, welcome. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks for having me on, John. Really psyched to be here. You know, one of the things that in every conversation today with every CMO, with every CIO, with even, even CEOs, every board, it's data, 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 data. Everybody's talking about data. One of the things that I like about your title and, and the vice president is you got that one word that everybody is like screaming for, but they don't truly understand. That's the word insights. So I want to ask you the first question before we really get into to context of what totally do you do. What do you tell your mother you do? What do you tell your mother? Oh, man. Is? I tell her I sell computers door to door, man. That's about uh, the best that she can understand. But, you know, in reality, she's very, you know, as digital is becoming more and more, you know, prevalent, you know, not only on, on your, your desktop, uh, but on your mobile device, on her iPad, and even, you know, into spaces like TV. You know, I think the idea of, hey, we want to make sure that we're self serving you a relevant ad at the right time. Uh, which really actually improves her user experience rather than, you know, the creep factor, quote unquote, if you will. You know, I think that's really got allowed her, you know, in my eight years of being at net mining uh, to really get an understanding of what we really do uh, with the idea that we have a technology that's really designed to put the right, you know, ad in front of the right person at the right time uh, and really using data, you know, and insights, which, you know, is in the title. Uh, in order to do so. Uh, so, you know, I think my mom, you know, shockingly actually kind of gets what I do, uh, but it definitely took some coaching and some evangelization and her really uh, becoming more comfortable with the technologies available. Everybody wants to make sure they are the right ad, the right time, at the, and, and, and that right result. What's been the most challenging part about your job? Because this, you're the center of every conversation today with every brand manager. Everybody cares about this data. They care about this, about this outcome. So what has been the most challenging part of your business? So the most challenging part of our business, I think, is how do we, how do we maintain uh, a unique point of view within uh, a space that's growing and becoming more, more and more cluttered? You know, I think one of the things that we need to do on the net mining side uh, is continue to be, you know, in touch with a lot of the people that you see here at AdTech to make sure that we're kind of on the forefront of working with emerging technologies, uh, making sure that our offer, you know, offering still maintains, you know, a best of breed uh, type uh, perception in the market uh, and that we're continuing to, you know, evolve our story uh, as the market continues to shift. You know, if you look at what net mining was about eight years ago, it is wildly different than what net mining is today. Uh, and I think that's kudos to the leadership of the company to understand that, you know, while we're good at something today, you know, there's going to be other people coming, you know, at our door to try to, you know, knock us down and, and take, you know, our clients from us. Uh, so it's really incumbent on us and our team uh, to make sure that we are uh, continuing to evolve and understanding where the industry is going and making sure that we're pivoting our business uh, to reflect that and continue to provide upside to our clients. One of the uh, recent projects that we did, we got to interview a bunch of CMOs. So this is going to throw you here. <laughs> and, and a lot of them talked about data. Sure. And they said they're drowning in data. They, don't, they, they drown in it. What scares them is very few companies can do the one thing that I, I can come back to what's in your title, and that's insights. How, does, how do you help them get through this sea of murkiness to really pull these kernels that just can kick ass for them? Well, I think, you know, you, 
you're, you're totally true. People sit on so much data nowadays that, it, you know, it can be overwhelming and, you know, you can almost do paralysis by analysis uh, when you have that t- That's what one CMO, CPG, sees. There's so, so much paralysis. There's so much analysis. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, I think when you, when you take a step back and you, and you think about, you know, core questions that you want to get out of the data, you know, do you want to understand who your best customers are? Do you want to understand, hey, how do we, you know, re-engage with people that potentially have left our brand? Or how do we just find totally new prospects, you know, outside of our, our traditional universe and our footprint and the data that we sit on? How do we use that data in order to drive insights and find new potential customers? I think it's really important when you have that volume of data to take a step back and really simplify what you're trying to execute out of that data uh, and then really, you know, then dive in rather than sifting through data and really trying to figure out what to make of it. Um, you know, take, make it simple and, you know, take that approach. And then, you know. Tell me about Joe's journey to get where he is today. Oh, shoot, man, my journey. So I started at a company called Dakota, which is actually one Dave of the first. Morgan, Dave absolutely. Morgan. Dave Morgan. and Kurt and all those great people. All those guys, man. Uh, and that was really my first four. I was an English major in college, so very not even uh, data focused at all. Um, but always, you know, was into technology and uh, also am a nerd. Uh, so that was a very good kind of combination right there. Uh, worked over at Dakota and really, you know, loved what I was doing, understanding, hey, you know, how do we understand value of all this behavior that's happening online? Uh, and how do we make that that's something that, you know, could be cool to a brand? Uh, so really was excited about the experience with Dakota. Uh, Dakota was actually acquired by AOL. I went right. over to AOL with acquisition um, for a couple months. Uh, very much liked it, working on the Platform A style business. Uh, and then, you know, shortly after, I had an opportunity to move over to NetMining, uh, you know, help kind of grow and evangelize the business here in the U.S. And I've been here eight years since. So that's like a, a eternity in digital times. Oh, but, uh, but I love it, man. Seven, if seven years is a demo cycle, eight years sounds like a lifetime. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. What's the most fun part of your job and what's the part that like just is the yellow light? Oh, man. Well, most fun part of my job, or I think the, the biggest challenge that I found pretty cool is, you know, as we have the convergence of offline and online media and, you know, different screens to target on people, you know, I can see here at the ad tech show, you guys have a car here. How do we connect ads to cars? How do we connect ads to, you know, fridges? But then you have people like Info Group here who are kind of more on the traditional side of everything. You know, I think understanding how these things are converging right now uh, and really how do we position our offering to make sure that we're, you know, extracting value of all out of all these different mediums uh, has been something that's been a pretty cool challenge for That's a big insight that people do say, how do we get all this? And and they are looking at screens. They realize that the first screen is this mobile screen. Yep. And then the other screens that come like the cars, which obviously we're very excited about and the refrigerator screens and bringing all this together, this connectivity. Sure, and virtual reality, you know, I think that, you know, I'm sure if we do this, you know, interview next year, we'll have like three new screens that I can't even think about right now. So I think understanding- Gosh, that'd be interesting to even, <laughs> even ponder what they would be. Totally. Um, but, you know, I think that type of stuff and really, you know, understanding and, you know, working with all these, you know, super smart people that are coming up with these crazy ideas is, is really cool to me. You know, on the flip side, you know, it still sucks, you know, dealing with, you know, RFP processes and, you know, some of the traditional red tape that comes into, you know, working with, you know, in digital advertising or just advertising in general. You know, I think, 
you, as a you know as a nerd and as like a, a tech guy and a data guy, you always want to spend your time working on the cool stuff that comes with technology. But you know, obviously on the flip side, that you know you do have businesses to run and you know spreadsheets to maintain and all that kind of stuff too. So uh, you know, I think I, obviously people like to do cool stuff. So more of that you know is what. I was reading in one of the trades yesterday that says the one of the most interesting things that's come out of all of this data is that customer loyalty is one of the things that people are beginning to really question if it's going to continue. Any observations on that from the stuff that you see working with different customers? Well, I think it's uh, it's really important for marketers to set aside a piece of budget to make sure that they're you know maintaining that touch and feel with existing customers to really help avoid that problem of you know customer depreciation and ultimately them leaving. You know, I think that's one of the things that we see, you know, when we're working with, you know, traditional offline data sets or like CRM transactional data sets, you know, how do we go about, you know, understanding who that bottom 10% of your customers are, which is still very valuable to you as a brand, but let's, you know, use this opportunity while we have them to help grow them rather than wait for them to leave and then try to bring them completely back. I'm not going to get into the left or right or the particular two candidates, but one of the things that you see everybody talking about in this political election is how s both sides are using data. Sure. Data. And then they're pulling these insights even to micro-target one or two voters. Do, is, do you see that trend now moving a lot into brands that they're looking to say how pol political people are using data? Because they seem like they are using it intensely. Or is it maybe just because it's just so much in the news. No, I think, you know, it's really important, you know, you, what you see in the political sphere is, you know, people going in with a scalpel rather than a sledgehammer in order to kind of find the precision. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> love that line, scalpel instead of a sledgehammer. I but, love you know, that. But, you know, to really get the precision that's needed, you know, in something like a, an election where one vote or two vote or, you know, I'm sure that's a little cliche, but all that stuff really matters in, in something that's so close. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, brands can really take out of that, that it is really valuable, uh, the precision that's needed to, you know, give that touch and feel to a customer or, or a sub, you know, a, a small subset of customers rather than doing some general broad, you know, demographic 18 to 49 targeting and, and doing something like that. That's more broad. I think that you're going to see a shift towards this type of precision. Uh, and given the data and all that stuff that we, you know we sit in, you know I think it's something that's very executable on the brand side. I love that line, the scalpel. Let me take that. Let me take that uh, a bit further into one area that is seemingly always gets people a bit nervous. You and I both know that media gets a lot of scrutiny and just gets the heck beat out of it at times. But it seems like through the years that creative gets passes, they get you know they get a lot of passes. And in your insights and in data, it seems like in a lot of CMOs, the old adage about 50% of my budget is wasted, which I think is just a bunch of, you know, nut jobs talking. Sure. How is, how is creative being impacted by what you do? So I think, you know, creative is really the, a huge pillar of, you know, our kind of core functionality, right? You know, right person is very much on the data side. How do we understand your audience and do that? You know, right time can really be, you know, inventory. Where are you, where, where are you surfing? What media are you on? Uh, and then really right ad, uh, really the third pillar of programmatic, that's, that's where the creative portion comes right. in. You know, how, now that we have you and we know where you are, we better get something, you know, really relevant in front of you or else that whole, you know, process was completely wasted there. So, you know, I think, you know, as you see advents of, you know, dynamic creative capabilities, you know, high impact capabilities and really the data you can pull in, whether that's weather data, whether that's a stock price or a gas price or a location, you know, all that type of stuff is really powerful 
powerful, you know, tools that creative agencies can use in order to, you know, give that personalization feel uh, that's needed for, you know, the true programmatic offering there. So you said, you said in a year we're sitting here potentially talking about VR, potentially a couple other screens. It's 2020. What are we talking about? Oh, man. I what don't do you know. think we're talking about? I think we're, you know, I definitely think the VR space is really going to get huge. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge basketball fan, so we're seeing the NBA, you know, doing a test pilot Amen. of VR with, you know, being able to give a courtside seat experience. You know, that sounds awesome, and I can't imagine that, you know, I could really very much see that the way that, you know, people consume sports uh, in 2020 rather than watching, you know, my 30-inch TV, I can just strap on my headset and pretend like I'm Spike Lee at the Nick game. Uh, so all that kind of stuff seems pretty cool to me. And I think that's really what we're going to see more and more of, of how do we, you know, use digital mediums to give people a, a real kind of in-person uh, and lifelike experience there. Tell, one quick thing, tell us a little bit more about net mining. You're based here in New York. How many offices, where are you located? Love, give me the elevator pitch. Uh, elevator pitch, so data-driven, programmatic uh, advertising platform very much uh, under the mission statement of finding the right person uh, at the right time with the right ad. Uh, you know, headquarters are in New York, uh, tech offices uh, in Brussels, and, and, you know, presence in, you know, Texas, Atlanta, California, Chicago, Minnesota, really all across the U.S. So what's your team? What's my team? I run the biz dev team. Oh, you mean my, yeah, my, my football team? Uh, Giants, Knicks, and Mets, man. Oh, definitely a new – okay, good National League guy. I like that. Yeah. you got to be excited about last night. That uh, would have been a great, great virtual reality game. Can uh, you unbelievable, man. That, I, couldn't, I was actually kind of happy the Mets weren't in because I was so stressed out, uh, you know, even watching the game. I couldn't even imagine if that was my team there. But pretty incredible. You know, on the VR thing, I think it's pretty interesting that you, you the NBA, because I think the NBA of all the leagues is the one that is really taking VR. I'm, I'm like you. I'm just intrigued by the VR, where it's going in that space. Yeah, they've done a great job of really kind of partnering with emerging technologies and making sure that they're continuing to evolve that. And, you know, you see that kind of in contrast with the NFL that, you know, it seems a little bit archaic. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty psyched about what the NBA uh, NBA's is hot. doing there. NBA's hot. Hockey's hot. Football's hot. Uh, world football side but i'm like you i'm not so sure the nfl is totally on top yeah. of where they need to be but you know maybe they'll force them to it uh we've been very lucky this is a great conversation i love talking insights because data is the core but insights is the thing that makes is where the money is so we've been talking with, with joe Liven from net mining in new york hardcore passionate sports fan and as you can tell very enthusiastic about the business we're live from made in new york at ad tech you're tuned in to Made Conference, powered by AdTech, AdTech, AdTech.